0: You're listening to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of our Obi-Wan Kenobi Recaps. We are here to talk about part three of the Kenobi series and what an episode this one was. Uh, I am Andrew here once again. We got Connor, Jake, and Don here with us right now. How are you guys?
2: I'm good, dude. Very much so and i am very much bursting to talk about this episode because wow
0: wow there is so much to talk about this week there really is i need it to be wednesday like right now this is the first time with any of these <laughs> live action star wars shows that i'm like actually pissed that i have to wait a whole week until the next episode comes out
2: same Yep. thanks is... same all I would like to add is thank you, Deborah Chow. Yes, just thank you. Thank yes.
1: you, Deborah Chow, yep. for this one. Thank this you, show Deborah. is insane right now. I just I can't Over believe
0: all the Star Wars. I
1: can't believe it's real. Uh this is a very busy week for us. This is the third podcast we've recorded this week, but that's what happens when you have a uh, massive celebration week and Kenobi and all that stuff. But it's worth it because I cannot wait to talk about this episode. Uh Chloe is not here right now. Uh, she will be here in a bit, in a way, uh, but it's gonna be the four of us right now. We're gonna be talking about episode three. I have been just completely blown away by this episode ever since I watched it. I've gone back and I've rewatched bits and pieces of it. I haven't had time to rewatch the full episode yet, but this is, this show is something special. Uh, and I am just so glad that we're getting it and I'm fully on board and I, I I cannot wait for more.
3: Yeah, I agree. I, um, I really never thought we would get this. I mean, ever since like 2012 or so, which is surprising Uh, to think about since
0: Pablo Hidalgo has confirmed in some shape or form, it has been in development for over five years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember Ewan said something like that uh, in an interview after the show was confirmed that he had basically been lying to journalists for years, that he'd, be- he'd basically been contacted by Kathleen Kennedy like around the time that The Force Awakens was announced, which is nuts to think about. I always kind of got the sense that he was fibbing a little bit because he always seemed a little too, like, cagey about Star Wars when I know how much... Especially
0: Shady since they did it. bring him back for lines in The Force yeah. Awakens. And yeah. it was very brief, but it was something.
2: Oh, I really thought that was, like, hinting at some kind of family reveal for Rey, but that's all because I'll say.
1: that wasn't originally, like, when they recorded that, it was originally James Arnold Taylor, and then they brought Ewan in to redub oh. it.
2: I didn't know that. Interesting.
1: So... Hmm. Obviously this has been in the works for a while, but I'm just... Again, I cannot believe it's real. We got Hayden back. We got James Earl Jones back. This is just a great week. But before we get into our discussion, like I said, uh, Chloe, who was here last episode, could not be with uh, here with us today for the actual recording. Just a really busy week. So no big deal. She'll be back next week. But she did send us a little bit of her thoughts on this week's episode. So let's go to that right now.
4: Hi everyone, it's Chloe, aka Lightsaber Queen, and I am just putting a short message here since I wasn't able to record with everyone else this week due to my work schedule. Um, about how I feel about the new Kenobi episode, um, I was absolutely speechless after watching this week's episode. Like, it was insane. I think this is some of the best Vader content we've ever gotten. I just. Wow. I mean honestly, I'm going to be practicing these lightsaber moves um in my apartment just for fun. So, yeah, I mean Vader was insane. The dialogue was insane. I did not expect that Stormtrooper to get cut in half. That was wild. Darth Maul style. It was interesting. Um so yeah, I mean, I just think the episodes keep getting better and better, and I honestly cannot wait for next week and to be part of the recap again next week. Sorry I couldn't be there this week, and I hope everyone that's listening is doing well. May the Force be with you.
1: All right, thank you for that. We look forward to having you back on here next week, so let's get into the episode, guys. Where do we start? Do we start with uh, Fortress Vader on Mustafar? Like,
0: let's start with Fortress Vader. Oh go- it looks so oh, good. We-
1: It looked.
0: Why are people
1: complaining about the way it looks? I don't know. Like the one, the The
3: one thing. (laughs) This is the Star Wars fandom we're talking about. They're so. I saw
0: someone compare it to a Spy Kids movie, and I damn near smacked a motherfucker through my phone. Like, oh my god, is it on par with Rogue One? No. Is Kenobi also probably a fifth of the budget? Of Rogue One spread across six hours instead of two? Yes, deal with it, you whiny bitches! Oh my yeah. goodness!
3: Yeah. No, it's yeah, like, I
0: thought it looked amazing.
2: They did Wait. what
3: they could with what they had, and like, but it, was it was very well,
2: solid. Yeah, so especially lying. different I, aesthetic,
1: though. I was a bit iffy That's on what some of the shots about. on Mapuzo, but I thought Nur and Mustafar both looked great, and yes. Vader's castle always looks so
3: cool. Dude, Fortress Inquisitorious looks, like, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I can't believe shout out to how Gordy well...
0: Hab. Uh, Gordy Hab's theme for Fortress Inquisitorious and Jedi Fallen Order has got to be one of the best themes in Star Wars. If you guys don't know what it is, go listen to it. It is sick.
3: Just go listen to the entire Fallen Order theme by Stephen Barton and Gordy Hab. It's just phenomenal. It's um, really good stuff.
2: Yeah, I really like... The uh, there's a uh i watched alex from star wars explains review of episode three and he had this really he mentioned something really cool about how in the shot leading up to fortress vader the fires of mustafa are like roiling and bubbling because like you compare to rogue one it was all yeah it was all uh we'll get to that connor it the fires were all uh very calm and flowing the lava and it kind of represents vader's state of mind because here the fires are roiling and like exploding outwards because that represents vader's mindset here he is angry and full of hatred as we later on see in the episode and just i love that they took the time to kind of incorporate that in the environment he's literally stewing in his rage on mustafar you love, to, and you love to see it when it comes to vader content
0: can we also talk about how, I don't I don't know if anybody has actually looked this deeply, but if you look at the establishing shots of Vader's castle in both Rogue One and this episode of Kenobi, they even got like the ridges on the cliffs, like the rock ridges, almost exactly the same as Rogue One, but it is a completely different angle. Like they have got the details down on this, making it look exactly how it did in Rogue One. Yeah, they did. And I just think that's super cool because that's not something you have to do. You don't need to make a rock in the distance in an establishing, in a two second establishing shot, look exactly as it did in a film that takes place 10 years in the future. But they did. And I think that is great.
1: Yeah, I it, just it think I just think Vader's castle is so cool. I remember when they first introduced it, I wasn't like too sold on it, but I am. I was completely wrong. I just think it's it's the coolest thing. I love that it's on Mustafar, and uh, all the the shots we got looked great. And then of course the uh, the the first scene we get of Vader being put into his armor, uh, chills to say the least. Oh, it was
3: oh, Aiden's oh. back.
1: It's oh, like yeah. that
3: cut with Obi Wan trying to, you know, talk with Qui Gon again. Which again, oh my, my prediction God. is that by the last, I think the last episode, he's gonna fucking show up. He's oh, coming. He's most he's black.
0: to be Definitely shocked if we don't see him.
3: Like it's, it's especially
0: him. with Ugh. um, wow, well, I'm suddenly blanking on his name. Liam Neeson coming back for Tales of the Jedi. He'll be back. Mr.
3: I don't do TV shows. I only do movies <laughs> like, brah, like like Liam.
0: Every style. time
1: I hear Master Qui-Gon, I die a little. It's just... oh,
3: it. Uh, but, like, those two can, being cut, it's yeah. just phenomenal because it's like you have light side, dark, like, powerful light, powerful darkness. Well, not powerful light in terms of Obi-Wan, as we'll talk about because, like, dude gets his ass. That up. man
0: is rusty.
2: That yeah. man
3: is rustier than the map rust. Yeah, he
2: needs to get he needs to get his mojo back. And I've already um, seen people complain about it.
1: What do you expect, guys? I can't believe it. Uh, oh my god,
3: guys. He hasn't used the force in ten years. Just yeah. don't understand I say it I've said it probably every episode, but I think this show with the people complaining about it, it really shows that they don't understand basic storytelling. No, and there needs they simply to be development don't. and setup and it's just you know, whatever. Whatever. Uh-huh. That's, their, that's their problem, not ours. But the, Our uh-huh. the contrast uh-huh.
1: of, like, Obi-Wan in such a, like, he's so scared, he's so shaken up about, and he's so broken about finding out that Anakin's alive and then seeing Vader in all of his rage.
3: Yeah, it's um phenomenal. I mean, the thing I really, just really like about it is that, like, you see Obi-Wan trying to commune with the Force and commune with Qui Gon, and he's like being real patient and calm. And then you just have Vader just being de- just being encased in, as Charles Soul said it in an interview, uh, Vader's in enc- Vader's put into a coffin of his own mistakes, and it's like, yeah, that's it. Sorry, this man is I- just encasing himself in I- his own mistakes. Yeah, once it's again, it's literally
2: a prison for him to of the dark side for him to stew in, and like. Do nothing but kind of, like, well, direct his anger and his hatred towards, like, those he deems responsible.
0: And shout out to Charles Saul for basically confirming that Vader does that to himself. Oh, yes. To fuel his power in the dark side. I love yes. that detail.
2: Yes. Because this is, that's the whole nature of the dark side. They draw on those kind of elements. They feed off of, like, fear and, and uh... Fueled by their anger and and their hatred, as we as we see,
3: I mean, we the uh, fact uh, effect. Yeah, like, he straight up built that over the site of his greatest defeat. yes to Obi Wan in Episode Three. Like, I'm sorry, that's metal as hell. Yeah,
1: the symbolism there is great. Sorry, I got like, interrupted mid take, so I, I am back uh, now.
3: I the thing I love the most, not the most about this episode, but like one of the things I love about this episode is we. St- See both of the most notable imperial fortresses in the show. We see Vader's castle, and then we see Fortress Inquisitorius, and it's just like, fuck yeah! I did not expect those two in the same episode so yeah. quickly. It was great. I was hyped. It's
1: and just I love... it's amazing. Another thing I love is how the the Inquisitors are just all going after each other they're all getting in each other's way
0: it's it's, there's such a bunch of little piss babies i love them
2: she's kind of biding her time there the the fourth sister she's just like yeah uh, fifth brother and like reva bickering about who's gonna like stand at Vader's side and she's like i don't want any part of this i'm just gonna let you
0: well it's funny you say that because i can almost that is a great design she looks phenomenal but don it's funny that you say that because as i was watching the episode yesterday i was thinking th- this is like this is like a gang of gang beasts when there's three people left and you're watching the other two try to throw each other off the boat so that you can win without having to do anything i feel like that's where fourth sister might be at
2: absolutely i definitely think that's what's happening here we're probably going to see something happen to her because she's we we haven't seen her anywhere else although she could just show up right. in uh, Jedi Survivor, which is like, it's the same year as uh, o- as mm-hmm. Obi-Wan.
1: Well, they're
0: still trying That's to make us think that, that uh, Quizzy's dead, but I. No- There's no way, There's way he's no way.
2: dead. There's they no didn't way he's
0: dead. The entire first season of Rebels. There's exactly. No like,
2: Vader very, very pointedly cuts Reva off before she finishes the sentence about the Grand Inquisitor. Oh, he will pay for the Grand Inquisitors. The Grand Inquisitor means nothing, which is just so. It's strangely funny hearing Vader just like I, kind of dismiss those kind of concerns. Like, I, I oh, and you did how... have to
0: remove him, though.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. You needed to take him off the board. Uh, this show's about Reba
0: yeah. in the yeah, with Reba's In order for story to
1: matter more and to be more impactful, Grand Inquisitor can't be there for the majority of movie. I think he'll, co- he'll come back during this season for sure. But oh, right so, now... He will. He's not needed because now Riva is going to get in her own head because Vader promised her if she you know, captures Kenobi, she'll have the, the title of Grand Inquisitor. And then this is yeah. brewing tension with the fifth brother, which, again, Don brought it up last recap, but his voice, Sun Kang, is doing such a great job in this role.
2: And is. all of
1: my concerns what? about how the Inquisitors were being portrayed uh, are completely gone now because... Yeah. I think they just they've done a great job with it, and I love everything we've seen so far. Uh, yeah, because and- they're like
2: jockeying for position, aren't they? They're like it, it's more yeah. interesting having a the Grand Inquisitor out of the way because then it's more then you can have these two like kind of like basically fighting for like who gets to be at, at Vader's side, and you see more of the da- kind of dark side element of it at play. But it also makes... Them, I'd argue that
0: this is the best we've seen them, though, too. Like, the way they're written. Yeah. yeah. The Inquisitors are more interesting now, probably, than they ever have been. At least on screen. Uh, and- probably Charles Soule's 2017 Vader run, I would say, is actually Ooh, the yes. most interesting. Because th- they comment. were so entertaining in that run. Yeah. But on screen, Rebels, Jedi Fall in Order... I got, I got to give it to the show, honestly. Like, they are so entertaining.
1: But of course yeah. they're going to try to eliminate one or another because what, how does the Sith operate? The rule of two. They just right, exactly. have the very nature six of the other Sith. people. It needs it's to be just Master and Apprentice, well. and they all want to be yeah. Vader's apprentice.
2: Exactly. It's also worth noting as well, there are going to be people coming into this show who haven't seen Rebels, you know, who haven't even right. watched that show yet. So it's... Imp- you know, there's gonna there's gonna be people like us who watch this who know that the Grand Inquisitor is going to be fine because he shows up in Rebels. But there's going to be other viewers watching uh, this show just like there were people who watched The Mandalorian who didn't know who Ahsoka and Bo-Katan were, who 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 aren't going to know that and who are going to be like surprised if he shows up. So it's it's a smart move on the part of the show because you always have to assume that there's going to be people coming into this who, have, who haven't seen the more like the wider elements of the story who probably have just watched the prequels. Because there's a bunch of people, this is going to be their first time experiencing the Inquisitors. So you have to have that in mind.
0: Yep, Yeah, because not everybody watched Rebels, like you said. Not everybody played Jedi Fallen Order. Most people probably didn't read the Vader 2017 run because unfortunately, a lot of people deem the literary works as lesser, which if you do, don't. It's the best Star Wars. Read it all. You will not regret it. I agree.
1: Yeah, I'm echoing everything you're saying right now. Uh yeah, but the beauty of this stuff is they make these shows to where even if you don't know the the plot of rebels or anything like that, it's still easy to follow and it's still easy to get behind these characters and then playing Fallen Order or, or watching Rebels adds just so much more to all the stuff. To where but you're not going to get lost if you're someone that only watched the prequels and they're like, well, what's going on here? They make it very easy to figure okay, these Inquisitors are, you know, dark, uh, dark side people. Uh, Vader is the the leader of them. Like, it, it's just very easy to understand.
3: Um, I also, the thing I love about this episode too, in terms of the Inquisitorious, is that, like, it very clearly uh, tells us... For us, it reminds us, for other people who Kenobi might be their first exposure to the Inquisitorius, it tells them that the Grand Inquisitor isn't just a person, it's also a title. And that's something I usually forget.
0: Which is interesting, because we really haven't seen it portrayed that way. This is the first time they've really displayed the hierarchy of the Inquisitorius, which obviously... But with Rebels, once the Grand Inquisitor dies, they don't ever establish a new Inquisitor, and I believe they were disbanded shortly after because they were all killed. I feel
1: like by the end but of Season 2, the Inquisitorius
0: is no more. I think you're right, which is Cause upsetting to the be fifth honest with The brother and because... the
1: seventh sister were both killed, and then I think those are the
2: last ones yeah right uh, well and also and, the honestly, eighth brother i think brother
1: yeah also, sixth
0: brother.
2: yeah because yeah, he was exactly. the one hunting maul right yeah yes he was yeah. he was hunting yeah he was hunting him there could be there could be more that are revealed though I, I i almost get the sense with like what they're building to with like uh you know the thrawn stuff in like the mandoverse that they could they could just Plus, say that the like shadow one... of the sith
0: with the acolytes of yes. the beyond
2: Yes, they could be like one or two Inquisitors that survive and like play a role there going forward, which which would be interesting.
0: So one of my personal headcanons that I like to think about in regards to the Knights of Ren is that there's a hierarchy to the Knights of Ren as well. And so each one, that's not their name, that's their title. And so they would have like an heir in line. It would be interesting to see something similar with the Inquisitors because I'm not going to lie, I think the Inquisitors are probably my favorite addition in the newer era of Star Wars to be made to the original trilogy. Um, Mm -hmm. I just find them so interesting. They're all such interesting characters and they all have great dynamics and they've all been in what are becoming or already have become some of my favorite stories in Star Wars now. So they're just a freaking great bunch. I really cannot talk enough about how much I love these guys. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I feel the exact same way, uh, but same. they they lead a group of probe droids out to all these mining planets because they, they got a tip that Obi-Wan was heading to a mining guild, and then we find them on uh, Mapuzo, Obi-Wan and Leia, and we get a lot of really great scenes of the two of them talking. We really still get to see how much Obi-Wan's, like, trust and hope has just been shattered. The minute they yeah. get to the rendezvous point and they realize no one's there, Obi-Wan immediately gives up. And yeah. I, I'm really loving the the show's just depiction of his psyche at this point.
2: Yeah. Because like mm-hmm. everything that happens from that point onwards kind of spirals out of him not trusting people. Because if he just stayed where he they, was, as he we like, there, go on to see...
1: As we would have the, found out, Tala yeah. would have still shown up, and, and everything and probe, that happened would have
2: been avoided. Yes. yes. Yep. You, like the, you would never have been scanned by the probe droid. The Inquisitors would never have, like, oh, gone to the Puzo crack. straight away. Oh,
0: Frack. is I mean, just great writing. People, uh, I feel like, are letting the production value, which, yes, I will admit, is not necessarily on par as what I would like with my live-action Star Wars but the writing is so good. How can you get mad at this stuff that yeah. we are seeing when the like, writing is that good?
2: Yeah, like because we kind of skipped over that bit to like get to the rendezvous point. But like the the bit where Obi Wan and Leia are in the uh, the the mining the mining ship, and Obi Wan has is is fixing Lola for Leia, and Leia just very quietly asks him what does the force feel like oh, and he says
1: the best explanation of the force I've ever heard
2: I love it when Jedi it describe is. the force to people that might be my favorite because it's it's so good Have it's so ever... simple and and so and it's the perfect thing to say to comfort a child who is no doubt scared of what's going to happen to her. so yeah so it's like, interesting love
0: too because I almost feel like Leia's body language in that scene to me she felt familiar with what he was describing just the way she reacted to it and i i find that also to be great lighting because uh, writing because obviously we know leia's force sensitive she will grow up to become a jedi and there's a
2: lot of scenes like that in the episode where leia seems to kind of see into people's uh minds a little bit because of the force
0: she really is written again again i can't stop talking about the writing in the show but she is written perfectly that is leia and that i believe leia. the actress the actor's name is vivian um yeah, i don't vivian know is She's Blair. she is phenomenal
1: she is a young carrie fisher in every way shape and form uh, and, and just the line, "Have you ever been afraid of the dark? What does it feel like when you turn on the light?" All timer, Star Wars, it, brilliant, very All good. All time,
2: uh, trust Obi Wan to like have have a great explanation for like how the Force feels.
0: Yeah, it's... even even at his lowest point in his life too. Obviously, like he's been disconnected from the Force for ten years. He is fully commit to the Jedi being over. He does not seem to have any interest in even at this point in time it i i would almost assume he wouldn't want to train luke or leia when they got older because he to him it just probably is better to let the jedi die out and to still hear him be able to give that kind of explanation to the force in his lowest moment that's that's fucking obi-wan kenobi like Yeah, yeah
3: yeah it really it also really you know i know i haven't read master and apprentice yet i know I, I Need Sh- to get to shame it. me, shame Read me, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, but like that whole conversation reminds me of like the one passage I know in in Master and Apprentice with Qui Gon, where he's like, I don't, um, I don't turn to the towards the light because I think I'll win some type of cosmic game or whatever it was. I turn towards the light because it is the light, and like, yes, that's I don't know what kind of fucking referencing shit. That what kind of research Joby and Deborah and Hannah did, or if they talked with Pablo, which I assume they talked with Pablo a lot. But like, come on. If it, even if it wasn't intentional, you can definitely see the through line there with that
0: reference.
2: Thought of that. I, I hope that's the case. So
0: well, it, it really honestly, does. Honestly, yeah, I find it hard to believe there wasn't a connection in some way. Whether it's just Deborah read the novel before writing the series or whether Pablo's like hey keep this passage in mind or whatever it's just oh my fucking god that moment yeah. was amazing Espe- yeah
2: especially with all the stuff with all the uh writing on the wall that we'll get to in a bit
1: oh yes cool. definitely uh so i think it's time we talk about uh the biggest snitch in the galaxy now
3: fucking freck. fuck freck. Frickin Frack frick, God frack. damn it. I, I love I love his voice, but god damn it. I just find just... it hilarious
1: that I was like, Oh, Zach Fraff is just voicing just putting on this weird ass voice, voicing this guy, but then we we get the uh the equivalent of uh a space maga and oh, it,
3: it is.
2: Like, yeah. It really is. That's like he's that is, literally
0: I'm... one of those stupid Republican fucks that has like a blue lives matter punisher. Sticker yeah. on the back of his souped-up truck that he doesn't need. Like,
1: yeah, the Imperial lives matter.
3: Like uh, real cool with you, but absolutely, like, he'll you out the second he, you know, he
2: gives yeah. lift. He gives a, a lift to stormtroopers, and like, also, he's
3: literally a mole rat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the good kind. He's not. He's not Rufus from Kim Possible.
2: Yeah, like, because I thought. I, I kind of felt bad for judging him at first because I saw the design and I was like, ooh. And then, and then like, he seems to have such a pleasant, uh, like, demeanor towards Leia and, and everyone. Me. Like, hi there, I'm Freck. And then to, to see him not just,
3: so uh, then
2: not just was be like, supportive, I... and but was also like, stress
3: them out. When he said, "That's a weird story," like I like someone, someone on Twitter was like, "Yeah, I, I knew this guy was wasn't good news." When he was like, "That's a weird story," it's like, "Yeah, I can see that. I should have I should have picked up on that." Yeah. Yeah. Also, but- I don't know about you guys, but when uh, Leia, okay. Also, first, I love that Leia took the initiative of running towards the transport ship because it reminded me of when in Return of the Jedi she hops on the speeder bikes in Endor to chase the, the scout troopers. Oh, yeah. And Luke's just like, are you fucking kidding me, Leia? I mean... It reminds me just her, of that.
1: Her outfit in this episode is pretty much her Endor look in Return of the that Jedi. That is Ooh, very reminiscent.
0: Also, and I saw the, someone the point out on Twitter... The parallels
1: in the show are unbelievable.
0: The costuming is brilliant. I saw someone on Twitter point out that one of her braids on the right side of her like hair a Padawan fell Padawan loose braid. in this episode. Yes, and it looks like a Padawan braid. Yeah, and you just know that's contributing that to Obi Wan's trauma responses here. Uh, yeah, which also up? can we talk about? Y- Ewan is continuing to do a great job. The way he yes. snapped at Leia in that one scene before they got on the transport—I mean, that—that that was just so upsetting.
4: Yeah. yeah. Wait.
3: What? What's? Oh, I'm trying to remember now.
0: I don't remember exactly what he says, but it was he something says, about he um, people you can't trust everybody. He yeah, says people right. are not
2: all good. Leia. Oh yeah.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the way he said I was like, Jesus told me one like dude, right. he's a he was girl. a dick.
1: Yeah <laughs> he is this is a man Which, that Which of course that was right before we got to see our boy.
2: Oh when oh, he saw God. Anakin. Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, okay. I-, I
1: gotta I gotta uh, say this because when that scene first happened, I because I guess my TV just isn't that good, I didn't realize it was Anakin at first. Yeah, I, I, re- I, I, like like, I didn't until the close up. And then, yeah.
3: Even the close up, I was like, "Is that just some random dude? Who the fuck is this?" And then, like, so I it thought Twitter it was who R- they were supposed seconds. to meet
0: at first. Yeah, Same. like I realized, yeah, I like, like uh... oh, it's probably
1: Anakin, but I didn't see. It. And then when I saw it on Twitter, I'm like, wait, no, that was in fact Hayden in the robes. And then I rewatched the scene, that, and then the scene later in the episode where he senses Vader on Mapuzo for the first time. Incredible.
2: Yeah, in... it's just like when a focus oh, right. also, in, in
3: I don't rebels. know if any of you were thinking this but when uh they were about to board the transport and Leia says say hello to Freck or say hello to what I can't remember what the line was. I don't know if any of you thought this I'm like he's oh, yeah. probably going to say, say hello there.
1: He just said hello. I'm like God damn it. <laughs> they're they're
3: safe. Oh, they I mean, he said hello. You I'm you want. Want. like you and complete I was like, yeah, they're probably saving it. They're saving oh, it. Can oh, we they're really saving talk that. about
0: how good Hayden looked, though? Yes. Like, oh, shout no out damn. to the clown. Shout out to the absolute clown on Twitter about six months ago that was like, they'll need to de-age Hayden. He aged so poorly. No, he, he doesn't didn't. look like Anakin anymore. He looks you so amazing clown. in that shot. I don't remember what your name is because you had like eight followers, but you're a fucking clown. <laughs> he looks
1: better now than he did in 2005. What the fuck are you yes. talking about?
3: He's a fine he wine so The
2: look on his face Literally. in that shot is amazing. There's like, oh
0: my god, the rage. Yeah. That yeah, was Vader. Vader in, in yeah. Anakin's skin. And I love I yeah, how... There's like,
2: pain there as well.
1: He's visioning... Like, when he's imagining Anakin, he sees the version of him that he last saw because he doesn't yeah. know about the suit. He doesn't
2: know about Vader yet. He so, doesn't know what also, Vader looks like.
3: Before we get to, like, the last 15 minutes of this episode, which is, like, some of the greatest... Live, actually, oh, it's yeah, me. some it of the greatest the shit live action Star Wars minutes. I've ever seen. We gotta talk about. Horrifying. We gotta talk about fucking Quinlan, Boss. Yeah.
2: Talk about it's the stormtroopers as well. Fine. Yeah, I, I, was, I was gonna, I was people. gonna talk
1: about the stormtroopers uh, and how much the tension, at least for me, ramped up during that. But then we yeah. got another amazing Padme callback, which they keep doing. Yes. They keep hurting me. They better. They, o, dude, Obi-Wan I swear to God. slips up because Leia gets in his head. He calls her Leia. oh like, No, Leia was, Leia was her mother. Every, every, I see her in her Good face cover. all the time. Good cover. Yeah. And Sometimes then the,
3: when I look at Luma, I see her mother's face, and I'm like, y'all were brutal for that. Like, mm-hmm. Joby, Hannah, y'all were mm-hmm. – I'm unwell, man.
1: And then the uh, – are you my actual, are you my real dad? And like, I wish I was. Oh.
0: That was so thing he
2: heart. says, I wish I could say I was, but I'm not. It's just like, damn. Oh, oh. And then
0: Which also, this show's really bringing up such a great character aspect of Leia and how she struggled yeah. to really call herself an Organa early on in her life, which is just such a great beginning to her character when later on she discovers that she's a skywalker and the daughter of darth vader and she's completely able to renounce that and fully maintain her being an organa i just yeah i love That's that a
3: really good point actually
0: that is um, yeah
3: yeah we're, the we, fact that we're getting like this sort of semi arc for leia uh, as well as obi-wan in in addition to obi-wan i think is really fascinating because like this feels like one of those shows That's going to be like, the more you watch it, the more you discover and the more it's just going to be like, fuck, dude, this just do you remember when we all
0: thought this was going to be six hours of Obi-Wan being sat on a desert?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that wasn't the case. I I still would have ate that up, but I mean, obviously,
0: obviously. But
2: if if you need that, go read the journals
3: of Obi Wan Kenobi comic from the 2015 Star Wars main run. It's really fucking good. I gotta, I gotta just take
1: a second, and then we'll move on to the stormtrooper stuff and the stuff with Tala and stuff. The thing that I keep seeing that really bothers me is that I can't believe Obi Wan would abandon Luke like this. Or I, I can't believe that they're retconning A New Hope in the original trilogy. Just no. no.
0: It's like, He's been gone for three days, and every yeah, single exactly. threat
1: to Luke is currently
0: chasing Obi-Wan. Yeah, there are exactly. no...
1: Like, all the Inquisitors and Vader and the Empire are all chasing Obi-Wan. And as Bail Organa said, Leia is just as important as Luke is in yeah. the first has- episode. So yes, That's why we spent maybe the first show episode. is going in a different route that you were expecting. Maybe we're getting a little less Luke, but here's the thing: it's people... working so well, and it's such a great way for Obi Wan to get out of Tatooine and to rediscover
0: himself. Is the other Skywalker kid, the other honestly, it was kid. the only viable option to get him off Tatooine. Like, it it just just so really no, it's the
1: only other, you know, remaining. Uh, reminder of anybody
3: that's left that Obi-Wan is on tattooing.
2: No one knows. Exactly. Exactly. So it's not it's not ruined anything. I can't
3: believe that's lost on people. I'm not tweeting it out because I'm not dealing with that. And also the people
1: that didn't like how the hell did Reva know Leia is uh Anakin's kid? She didn't
2: they explained they, that. that in the the point. Oh my God! The
1: episode aired. complaint is ridiculous. Yes, Obi Wan and Bail Organa fought together in the Clone Wars, so yeah. she, she found it in the archive. Organa's daughter to bring Obi Wan out of hiding. It's
2: it all makes sense. It's an easy to comprehend. at the, the same show. time. At the same time, we are also talking about a a, a, a trilogy of films where each successive film has a reveal that contradicts seemingly the plot of the previous one like it was never the intention for for Vader to be Luke's dad it was never the intention for Leia to be Luke's sister until they got to that film and thought that element up so and like going back to to this show you mentioned about how Leia's getting a, a kind of a semi arc what they've kind of done here i think is that this is the genesis of Leia seeing the injustice of the galaxy up close in a way that she wouldn't be able to on Alderaan, you know, because Alderaan is 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 a paradise. It's secure. It's, you know, it's safe. But having Leia go out and see places like Dayu and places like Mapuso, where the Empire has oppressed everyone and everyone's living in fear and the people, and, and the only people who like support the Empire and believe in it are people like Freck who rat out strangers to the empire you know this is this is the beginning of leia like really getting that drive that that inner rebel spirit that she will yeah. demonstrate so powerfully really the trilogy. so they're not they're not contradicting anything our added- they're not contradicting they're adding, adding to it they're adding they're to adding it so
0: it. much because you're but also now you're able to attribute obi-wan to the rebellion so much more than we had been able to in the past. Because before the show, we all assumed Obi-Wan didn't do shit for 19 years other than watch out Luke with a pair of binoculars. He didn't help the rebellion in any way. Now, this, this is him helping the rebellion. This is him helping the person who will go on to lead the rebellion and be the reason the rebellion wins. And also to connect to the sequel trilogy, we have a fucking reason why Ben Solo is named Ben Solo now.
3: Exactly yeah, that. It's like, exactly that. I also love someone, I th- I can't remember who, but someone pointed it out on Twitter. Like, they, lo- they said that, like, they said, I love how much mileage Deborah Chow is getting out of an incomplete line in A New Hope. And it's the line where... <laughs> Vader goes. I haven't felt the. Pr- I haven't felt this since. And then as he stops, and it's like we that's obviously like- know that's also going to play into the last episode, their second duel. Because I truly believe this is not the first. This no. is not the. No, no, We're, We're way. getting a second no, no, duel because Hayden and Yuen, Hayden
0: Ewan, have even said that the choreography that they did for this show was more intense than the choreography training that they did for the prequels. And I do not think that Hayden and Ewan bullshitted us so hard trying no. to say that the fight from this episode was prequel level choreography. Because no, obviously, no, that, we'll get to it. No, that was, but, that was no, We're getting another fight.
1: That was Kenobi who hasn't fought in 10 years fighting a goddamn tank. Like, there's. Yep. We're getting another fight. You one. know
3: for a fact, like, we're going to get into it, but, like, oh, damn, I can't remember what I was going to say. It was something about A New Hope and Kenobi. Or maybe it was about Kenobi. I can't remember. But, like, this show's just really good, man. It never... Mm, it it's is. funny, because, like, when I'm watching it, it never really hits me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. And then, like, I think about it, and yeah, it's, it's like, same. fuck. What are we on again? Well, we uh, were talking about, we were talking about the stormtroopers and, the like, how tense that scene was. It was nuts.
2: <laughs> that was... Not was not I was surprised that. they left that in, because, like, they cut the, yeah. the guy I mean, like, there's, like, the three door.
3: things they left in, in, like... The fifteen minute horror sequence they didn't think they would leave in.
1: No, no. Remember those yeah. people that thought that this show was gonna be too kiddie because it had the nine plus rating in the UK? Uh <laughs> um, yeah. Uh where yeah. are you now? Um but we had the, the stormtrooper shootout, and then we got introduced to Tala, our Imperial officer, who ends up being the the contact that Haji yeah, gave for another a
2: Star My Wars. favorite new character no. in the show. She was Absolutely. Great. I, I was, was not really expecting
1: cool. the, the twist of her being an ally, but it, exactly. it worked. And I, I love the, the stuff that they set up of the, the underground network helping these uh, former Jedi and Force-sensitive people go underground. We got the Quinlan Vos, uh reference and shout-out. I, s- weird, really, I swear I love... If uh, we, we talked about it but if O'Shea Jackson Jr. is playing Quinlan Fox yes.
2: I might shit myself
3: that would like, be a couldn't... brilliant casting he I feel like
2: Twitter, he's playing a new character
3: like, but... he put on Twitter and he's probably fucking with us cause like he seems like the type that would fuck with us he put in his Twitter bio the 13th member of the Jedi Council and it's like alright you know you're probably fucking with us but like what if you're not I feel oh, like it's a that. new
2: character, like he's probably going to be one of those young, the, another one of those younglings that we saw at the start, because I feel like that would make the most sense. He might have just been talking about the fact that, like, he's a Jedi and that's going to piss off, like, the uh, idiots, like, who just want to complain about, yeah. like, every little thing in, in this show. Uh, but yeah, Boss super cool. Yeah. And also like the fact that there's all that Orobesh on the wall, it's already been so much fun watching people decipher it because like, there's so much cool stuff there. Like there was four legends characters that got, um, I did see that
0: someone there was, um, it was Darth Deacon over on Instagram. Um, y'all should follow him. He's a great Star Wars content creator, does a lot of cool visual guides for like battles and, um, literary works and stuff. He's really cool stuff. Um, but he pointed out uh, today one of the orabesh words written on there does say doom. Yes. So and,
2: and there's also a for life and light, which is kind of a yes, a different version, but it's there. There's a high republic it's reference the same in Obi-Wan.
3: I don't want to hear like, this. Yariel
0: poof.
2: Yeah, there's there's a high republic reference in Obi Wan Kenobi. How how awesome is that?
1: Yeah, it's really just, cool. Uh, like, even if this Quinlan thing was a one-off, it still got me super excited because one, it's confirmation yeah. that he survived and two, it means that he can show up again in future stuff. Don said, you know, Bad Batch is a possibility. I'm
3: like, oh. Yeah. The thing, like yeah. for me, because like I've always, I don't know why because I think it just wasn't ever really confirmed outright to me that Quinlan survived it. Like just that, like he may have survived in the 2017 comics. Yeah, because like just, it's um, what's crazy is again when he says, "Oh, she he helps from he helps here and now," and I'm like, "Yes, he's finally fucking
2: so alive." So he he's active in this time period, and this is ten years after Revenge of the Sith. So he's, he's I know he's we've talked about
0: we've talked about Obi Wan being in Jedi Survivor or you know uh Maul being in Jedi Survivor. I just want fucking Quinlan Voss in that game. Imagine him with Cal. That would be amazing. The two of them with psychometry. Oh, that would be incredible. Other,
1: the thing, that yeah. would be so cool. The thing that I would love be the cool. most about Voss is the fact that we all love this character so much, and it's from one episode of Clone Wars.
0: One episode.
1: Which exactly. always, like, blows me away when I'm like, oh, yeah, he was only in one episode. That's right. It feels like yeah. he was in so much more because well, of how of much legends. everyone loves yeah.
2: him. Because of Legends yeah. and like, all the comics and stuff, yeah just just to mention the uh the like this this uh path they call that some people call that that transit system Mm -hmm. that they're using for jedi i loved that it was a really cool addition to like this time period and it felt very kind of like underground railroad-y type thing uh with all with the way that these the jedi are being sheltered and protected by people and it was just really cool with like to learn more about this character tala because as you said none of us would have called that she was a, a double agent, that she was actually helping the empire, helping the Jedi, because like we only see her in the trailer in the imperial garb, so there was no, no. indication of that. And she's just such a cool yeah. character because, did you think you know that there everything was a she says?
1: She could have been force sensitive, or do you think she's just someone on the inside? I think helping them out?
2: I think her kit. I think because there's a line where she says the the inquisitors that the empire takes anyone who's force sensitive even children, and she kind of goes a little bit in there, like her voice yes. changes a little bit, so I almost wonder did she have a child that was taken by the Empire that was Force-sensitive and did that kind of like spur her to become this, this rebel? That was my, my assumption... assumption- if anything's going to spur you to to basically rebel against the Empire, it's going to be the Empire turning on you and taking your child, even if you have joined them and have been serving them loyally. But yeah, Tala, right. really cool character. Indira Varma, she's, she's awesome. She was awesome in Game of Thrones, and she's awesome here. It's like, I, I hope she sticks around and survives the series, because I just, I really like her. She's she's my new favorite character in the Here's show.
3: she's a goddamn milk. Ah,
0: there it is again. Well, okay, we're gonna sidetrack Connor's horniness here. I just wanted to say personally, <laughs> yeah. I hope she's not force sensitive because them continuing to brace this aspect of ordinary people sticking their neck out to the Empire to help these essentially superhuman Jedi throughout this time is—it's so cool to see. Like again, because assuming she isn't Force-sensitive, which, again, I hope that she isn't. She's just an ordinary person doing everything she can to help the legendary Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi, and she's doing more for these other Jedi than he had been for the last ten years. And it's really cool to see that importance just put on regular people, because for for, we, we can talk about the sequel trilogy all we want. The message there sort of shifted from anybody can be a hero to, well, you have to have some kind of blood, whatever. (laughs) It's great to have that message be put aside for now, and we're back to the anybody can be a hero aspect of it. I love that. I think that story
2: is this story is channeling a lot of the Last Jedi's themes in in the best way, in especially with how it's, it's approaching Obi Wan's journey thus far. And like, yep. like, where he's going because, like, obviously this is the third episode, so we're halfway through now, which is wild. Which, but like, it's upsetting. Yeah, it's upsetting some of the stuff that happens with Obi Wan. But well, this is we like... say
0: halfway through, Ewan did say it was a six-hour series, which maybe he was just rounding up because a lot of people like to say, "Oh, one-hour episodes," even though they're forty-five minutes. But that almost makes me think these last three episodes might be longer than the first three were. Maybe it's just like wishful thinking. I think the finale
2: yeah. will be extra long for sure. Like I Book agree. Of I mean, yeah.
0: If they can
1: still call some of these Stranger Things episodes episodes of TV when they're like those an hour are freaking movies. Then they can do that with Obi Wan. Uh But we get introduced to the the underground passageway. They keep going down the tunnels, and then he shows up.
2: It starts. Yes. And yeah,
1: as we said, the the. Maybe the strongest fifteen minutes of live-action Star Wars we've had in ages starts here. Uh, Vader brutally killing all of these townspeople. The the neck snap is the one that got me.
2: Yeah, I gasped that. he
0: did that man out the window.
2: Oh, it's it's just, it's so it's probably the dark some of the darkest stuff that like Disney era Star Wars has shown. Like having yeah. him, just having Vader, just like because this is the thing, because like we've seen the Inquisitors do dark stuff, like Reva lopping off the hand of that one uh, Tatooine civilian who protested them being there, and the thing is, they need to establish that Vader is he's not just like the in charge of the inquisitors like he is worse than the inquisitors he, he's more yeah, terrifying right. than them and, and like they, you,
1: they see, touch him. you see yeah, the you fear see on reva's face yes during They're that's what
3: i was gonna him. say like yeah they go back to her and she looks horrified for like a second right
0: she's yeah. been a hard ass all series and to see that which i will say really quick where all three of our main characters, Vader, Reva, and Obi-Wan, all left off. I have a feeling this episode four is gonna be flashback heavy for all of them. I agree. Because I they're all in a very reflective moment in their journeys. Totally. Obi-Wan just faced his past. Vader just faced who I assumed has been his, he assumed has been his future for the last ten years. He's been thinking non-stop about getting to Kenobi. So he's in that moment. So he's gonna have his reflection. Obi-Wan is facing his greatest failure. That's going to lead to a lot of reflection. Reva, we see her in the Jedi bunker seeing the Jedi logo. It pissed her off. So I yeah, do that moment to me felt like confirmation that she was one of the younglings in the opening scene. Yeah, I, think and we'll I just feel like this episode, episode 4. And it made her Yeah, angry this episode 4 is going to be flashback heavy.
2: It made her angry because like she saw that she could have had a different life instead of being an yes. inquisitor she could have been she could have escaped and she could have been taken to safety instead of having having this existence where she has to be ruthless and uh ambitious to the point of like killing people just just so she can stay alive because like you, you we talked about that uh look of fear on her face that's very revealing because that that right tells her, and like, threatened her at the start season. of the show yeah or the yeah. fail me and you the will not episode. live to regret it just ask the second sister
1: yeah oh uh, oh too soon sorry too connor soon.
3: Stop. uh
1: but uh, another thing i love is how much obi-wan is still in his own head because vader probably thought by doing this obi-wan would storm out be the hero he uh mm-hmm. used to be ignite his lightsaber and fight vader there but what does obi-wan do he runs
2: he runs he runs yeah because he's
1: because that's All he can bring himself to do, he is still too in his own head
2: to
0: face his own failure. Yeah. Again, Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi, this legendary figure, is too afraid to help people. It's crazy to see the shell of a man. And again, the parallels to The Last Jedi, fuck all you fandom ministers. This is the best kind of story. You guys are losers. Yeah.
1: And then we get to him running in the desert and we get what is now coined as the the Skywalker shot of Vader yes. igniting his saber and I, love that. I lost it. It oh. was...
3: I'm literally on that tweet right now, so just great. blocking everyone. Just, it's just being a little bitch.
1: And then I love how he still... I got it. Can't, he doesn't even ignite. He still just keeps running. Yeah, yep. You can't run forever, Obi-Wan. And then he finally ignites it. And
2: out of fear Honestly, as well yeah
0: the saber POV of shot the pov oh. shot with the saber i i genuinely i made the mistake of watching it like in the dark i had all the shades drawn and all the lights off and in that moment i was genuinely terrified like i had chills running up my spine because yeah. you didn't know where vader was going to come from you didn't know if he was going to pop out from in front or behind and frankly i was waiting for that empire strikes back style where Luke is walking down the hallway and Vader just comes out nowhere from behind with a massive downward swing on him. I was expecting Vader to do that again. And that terrified me. And it was awesome to see him do that later on in uh, the fight that very Empire strikes yeah. back reminisce moment. But Oh my God. Again, say what you want about the setting, say what you want about the, the visuals in the cinematography Deborah Chow's directing in that scene it was horrifying and that was yeah. exactly what it was supposed to be. I, I and know it some was people just
1: haven't been too high on the cinematography, but I, I actually loved the way as soon as Obi Wan's lightsaber ignites that the whole shot is just bathed in this blue light. I thought it oh, worked so well, well. It
0: makes sense. Yeah. The
2: lighting is incredible.
0: And like some
1: this is people... the best use. And myself included, probably thought that oh, the first, they're gonna wait until this really, really great badass moment where Obi Wan finally ignites his saber. No, but it's even then out of fear. I think yes. I like this more.
2: Yeah, because I did too.
0: Because, because he's gonna see reflex. it in his eyes, and then yeah, we get
1: right. the, we get the fight, uh, the great like, what have you become? I am what you made me. Or oh what my god,
0: that gave me chills.
1: Yeah, that was
3: like such you mentioned. A line. You mentioned because the not line only is well. Vader
0: this badass that's snapping necks and killing civilians, which that's not an important thing, but it is cool to see on screen. I will admit, but we still have Anakin in there. He still is Anakin. Like even through all of the vader evil badassery this is still anakin fucking skywalker uh, being petty someone said and... that
1: they wished uh, that's the one time where they wish they could see his facial expressions was during this fight
2: yes oh i think we'll see his face like during the next one for sure you mentioned we're the lighting, absolutely though. gonna
0: get more charred anakin
2: yeah you mentioned the lighting acting the lighting here is so is so, so good. It was very reminiscent of the Force Awakens, and it's it's like yeah, the best the fight. of a lightsaber as a light source for everything. And like, like later on, when I mean this, I'm going to say it. This is the best Vader has looked in live action since Empire Strikes Back. The way he the was shot, is beautiful. The way he was lit, it's just it's amazing. Like the 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 way everything reflected off his helmet. And the moment later, where he's standing amid the flames, and you can see the fire reflected in his eyes, like literally, like symbolizing just what drives him, like his white hot burning anger at like his. his Are we going to that
0: moment with the flames right now? Because oh, I have things. To, to let's go to it. Let's go to
2: it. First of, of all, when it. we
1: talked about before you do that real quick, we talked about how th- this wasn't the uh, the prequel co- fight choreography that. Ewan and Hayden were hyping up. I think we'll get that later. I still think this might have been my favorite lightsaber battle since their duel in Revenge of the Sith, but for completely different reasons. Like we said, of just Obi-Wan just out of his element, scared in his own head, and he gets his ass kicked. But The as emotions
0: were, are yeah. so there. As you yeah.
1: were... Go ahead with what you were saying. I
0: just needed to get that so, thought. I, I just really wanted to point out When Ben gets dragged into the flames, Ewan's screams absolutely are reminiscent to Hayden's. Oh, yeah. When Vader is being burnt in Revenge of the Sith. And I don't know whether that was written or that was Ewan doing it. Whoever it was, I love you. Thank you. That was all I've needed out of this series. The last three episodes can be dog shit. This is still going to be one of my favorite Star Wars things ever, simply because of that moment because just having Vader standing over him, it, it, it's, again, it's it's a mirror moment. I like started
1: screaming.
2: I was, I was
0: horrified. This is the
2: it was, again, Vader we keep saying that word been. horrifying.
0: We keep saying that, and that really is the only word to describe these last 15 minutes of this episode. They are genuinely fucking horrifying. This yeah, episode the, solidified the to me episode.
1: even more that Darth Vader is the greatest... Movie villain of all time.
0: Yeah. Yes. yeah. Which I have like always said, I have always said, Anakin is an interesting character without Darth Vader. Darth Vader, to me, is not an interesting character without Anakin. And that is why this is my favorite portrayal of Vader by far, because it is so very much Anakin and Vader. Like, they're so very much one and the same. And again, yeah. I don't know how much of it is writing, how much of it is having Hayden back. Whatever it is, it is. It's just. I'm, it's a bit I'm of so both, happy. I think it's a I'm bit so of both. Ha- I would assume so, but it just it, it it's exactly what I've wanted out of something like this. It's perfect. Same,
2: same, absolutely. Like definitely yeah, with like, Vader's portrayal, uh, because everything he does there is informed by the pain that Anakin feels and like the loss and like the hatred that he's like now twisted towards like Obi Wan. But yeah, that moment when uh Obi Wan is dragged into the flames, it's just yeah, it horrified me. It was like it's all it's awful to see. It's literally like his lowest moment, his his former apprentice just and like we weren't
0: sure what was to gonna happen there. Yeah. We didn't yeah. know if Vader was gonna capture him, if we were gonna get an entire episode of Vader torturing Ben. Thank that would have been Carla. Thank goodness, like, yeah. Thomas. And, and, and the little what? droid, homie. I don't even remember his name. The little loader droid. The guy, oh, Ned, his, v. And yeah. Ned V. Yeah, in there, real quick, and dragging him out.
2: We almost forgot Ned V. There. He's yeah, I like Ned, Ned coming
3: yes. in clutch, man. Yeah, MVP of this show so far. But he doesn't do he's that. Adorable.
1: The uh, the shots of Vader looking out at the flames. Chilling, like some of my oh, favorite the reflection Vader shots in his ever. eyes incredible. are incredible. Oh my god, incredible. Oh, shots I just of Vader.
3: remembered what I wanted to say earlier. Um, because like I remember as a kid, I remember not as a kid, I remember early on, uh, the whole like Leia being a Jedi thing. I was just never a fan of it because I always just envisioned her as just a politician because like that's where the core of her character was. But like I'm warming up to it more and more, especially because of the fact that like dude. Let's be real. If she gets trained by Yoda, there is no original trilogy. There is no sequel trilogy. She would just wipe out the Empire.
0: Thanks to this show, Leia's already had more training from Ben than Luke ever did. So I would love to get some Jedi Leia stories in the future and really have this on portrayal.
3: Just give Um, me a what if. Ben's influence on Leia. wiping Wiping the Empire the fuck out. Like that would be and really quick before we get total away total.
0: from the loader droid have any of y'all watched um lost in space no. yes
2: yeah I've, I've seen the lost in space he reminded
0: movie. me so much oh, so i'm talking about the netflix show
2: no i haven't seen that. the loader seen droid
0: that. reminded me so much of the robot from lost in space and i think that's why i found him so endearing yeah just it's 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 a neat little connection that I made when I was watching and I wanted to point it out. It doesn't really contribute much to the show, to be honest with you, but it's just something that I found interesting and I really liked it. Well,
2: because he's like a protector, isn't he? And he's he's very, he's yes. like this a big imposing looking droid, but he's also very gentle. Uh-huh. Like when he leans over to, when Leia introduces Lola to him and he just leans over and just looks. And then also that moment yes. when he's, when he's squaring off against the stormtroopers and he's got his, the little hammer, behind his back yep. you know just in case they fight yeah, again, we know he's that's gonna exactly fight
0: how the robot is in lost in space and so I, I i i don't want to assume that they got some inspiration from lost in space um which again is is a fantastic uh netflix series um yeah but I, i'd be it, fascinated it, to I see if that. that's
2: like a thing in the, when they do the disney gallery episode of obi-wan which i yes I, i'm looking I'd forward to that to so see. much that that's the book that of
0: boba Fett one was wonderful and the one yeah. for the show i'm sure is going to be just as great I really the creative it's be minds behind the show I are really, awesome really
3: really 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 fucking hope that it's not just a like i don't care like if it's a one hour one and a half hour just single episode fine i'll still f- love it but like if it's split up into episodes like Mando season one was where they talk about each aspect, the music, the writing, the directing, the everything. I would just love that. I would, that love
2: that. I would yeah. also like, love that. That show, needs,
3: this show needs, this show deserves that to me. Needs,
2: that to me. Well, it does for sure. Um, Especially because we, almost forgot, we, well. we yeah. almost forgot about Jabim as well. We almost forgot about Jabim. Oh, right. Jabim is, our, like, dude, is and our It sounds camera. like we're
3: going to Jabim.
2: Yeah, no, we are definitely going to Jabim next like, episode. I would be shocked true. if we don't. And it's and and that also I think brings with it flashbacks to the Clone Wars because obviously Jabim is this it's kind of like a big deal in Legends really. From what I know, it was like a it was the site of like a huge battle that was quite costly for the Republic. It was it was really hard really hard for and it's like a rainy, rocky kind of environment. So it's already very distinct from Mapuzo and Dayu and and Tatooine, which will be really Obi-Wan fun to see.
3: In that battle in Legends, was presumed dead.
2: Yeah, is exactly. So we're probably going to get some flashbacks, uh, like that are I similar mean, to I, that but different think, with Aiden and Ewan. Yeah,
1: I think Clone Wars flashbacks are coming
0: next episode. They feel inevitable for It'll next episode. Wild. I feel like it's going to be. I know they've. Been I won't say mostly the- flashbacks, but heavily.
3: Oh yeah, you know they've been like. I know there's a few Twitter mutuals of mine that have been like, "We need Natalie Portman in this show," and they've definitely been beating around the bush with like. Padme mentions here and there, because like, I swear, dude, bro, this this entire fandom, or at least the fandom that watches Kenobi, is just going to go feral if we just get Natalie Portman.
0: We all assumed she would never be coming back to Marvel in a million years, and
3: here she is about
0: to start press for Thor Love and Thunder as a main character. She's always been vocal about how much she loved the prequels and how much she loves Padme. I guarantee you they wouldn't even have to she could sense that disney was sensing her back and she'd say yes it'd, it'd be like uh, and it'd so... just
3: be like when kumal said when deborah was interviewing her was was uh you know asking him to come on he's like deborah just just it's star wars you don't have you don't have to you <laughs> yes. don't have to convince it me it's star wars yeah, in.
2: exactly that yeah, right. exactly and that. if there's That's ever
0: a time to bring her back as padme it's now. This is yep. the perfect moment. Again, obviously, the show's completely finished. This will not influence anything. But if they don't bring her back, I will fully admit it would be a massive missed opportunity.
1: I um, agree with that, honestly. And I'm, I'm still holding out hope for something little with Ahsoka or Satine. But if it doesn't help with the story, then you know I can go without it, honestly. Because I, I like what we're getting here. Um, Same. We end Same. with yes. Kenobi beaten, destroyed by his former apprentice, burnt up. All the parallels to Revenge of the Sith. But, you know, at least Obi-Wan was hoping that Leia would get to safety. But who's waiting for her at the end of the tunnel? Reva.
0: So what's yeah. going to
1: happen here? I I don't... Like, is she going to be... Because honestly, I thought that this was going to be the last episode that we would see Leia, at least until the last episode of the season. But now it seems to me like she's going to be in it for the entire show.
0: Yeah. So So, I know IMDB obviously isn't trustworthy because they also said Rupert Friend would be in all six episodes, and he wasn't in the previous episode. He'll be back again. He wasn't in this episode. He can't be. He needs to be sidelined. We need a reason for Riva to be chasing that position. We need her to be in command. We need that internal fighting in the Inquisitors. Sidelining him was perfect. The way they did it is interesting. He'll be back. Shut up. But IMDb did say that.
3: Wrong. That would be wild. (laughs)
0: We're not wrong. They're not going to retcon the entire first season of Rebels. I know
3: everyone. fucking. It'll be really. It's not going to happen. It'll be really, really fucking funny. And I said, I think, on our previous episode, if fucking just Jason Isaacs comes out. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: like, hi, hi, here I am. The other Grand Inquisitor. What
0: happened, Grand Inquisitor? Why do you look so different? Well, I got stabbed in the chest, and Star Wars is just a soap opera in space, and they change actors all the time, and now I'm Jason Isaacs. I'd buy it. That sounds uh, like a buy, robot yeah, chicken
1: do. sketch, yeah. but I mean, I'd i do do it enough.
2: Yeah, kind of so, does. I
1: feel like Leia's gonna get captured, and then that's gonna be because I'm assuming Obi Wan probably at this point thinks that she's back on Alderaan. So maybe they'll go back there and
0: they'll be- Right, and his whole daughter. mission is just to get her home. So once she's home, there's no reason for him not to just return to Tatooine, which we can't have happen. There's three whole episodes left. Yeah, so it, I yeah, feel like still,
1: Obi-Wan's gonna go if, to Nur,
0: probably, because that's yes, where they're gonna hold Leia, and then we'll get-
2: That's the what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say, yeah. Because yes, it makes a lot of sense. Because the last
0: two shots of the trailer that we haven't seen, too, are also on Nur, where we see the new Purge Troopers, and, and we see Reva, Reva blocking blaster, bolt.
3: blaster bolts. I assume that's right. gonna those be are kinda... the only two
0: shots we haven't seen yet. That's it.
3: Yeah. And no. no, no look I think, at there's, the a shot, I think, think well. there's also a shot where Ned B has a blaster.
0: Yes. And oh, yeah.
3: Right. So That's probably going to yeah. be like next episode early yes. or something. And then, like, I think the Reva stuff. I'm thinking
0: five five
3: probably. five, yeah, yeah. Episode I think five and yeah episode six is gonna be the rematch completely yes completely um,
0: unseen footage I'd be shocked if they had any shots from five in the trailer I know we're only down to three but I doubt any of those three shots are in episode also, six.
3: I just want to remind everyone Andrew Stanton uh director of Wally and a lot of other really good but really Wally's goaded uh really sad Pixar movies co-wrote The fifth and sixth episodes with Joby Harold, so you know what that means—lots of pain. We're in for it now. I love pain. (laughs) We know you do, Jay. Yeah. You
0: just compared me to Darth Sion earlier. You are Darth Sion. Calling me ugly? (laughs) You're not. I was like, Dad, you saying I'm like this crispy-ass looking potato chip one-eyed dude? Like,
3: (laughs) one-eyed? Yes.
0: All right. So yes."
1: i mean i can't say enough good things about this show it is unreal and uh i can't wait for next week we gotta wait a whole week so that's where we uh end things off this week hope you guys enjoyed our discussions of episode three of obi-wan we'll see you back here sometime next week for our recap of episode four uh we'll have more of the crew on it's gonna be great but as for the main show, I mean, it's been a busy week, so probably don't expect one next week. Probably the week after is is my guess, because uh, this is our third recording of the week, and I'm kind of exhausted. But it's been great time. Busy, to busy, Wars. busy. I, it's been unbelievable. So uh, Big where, week can, for Star Wars. where can the good people find all of you while we wrap things up?
2: So you can find me on uh, Twitter under the name at Donovan Mead. I also have an Instagram, uh, Donovan underscore uh, And I write stories and articles on SWeditorig.com. I have a story coming out later this week, in fact, uh, which we talked about on the Celebration episode. It's called Scars of War. If you like the Kenobi show, I hope you you might like some of the ideas I'm exploring here. It's been it's been a pleasure I think to write. You all
0: will. It's really good. And yeah, Jake did some amazing excited.
2: artwork for it.
1: Very so, yeah. excited to read that one.
3: <laughs> it's uh, super good. Connor, how about you? Uh they can find me at Twitter at Def of Banana, where I just talk Star Wars and simp. Um, that's about it. Yeah, uh, you can also find me talking about Star Wars on my other podcast that I co-host for uh The Nerd Academy podcast specifically our Star Wars show Nights in the Nerd Republic where we just talk episode recaps for Kenobi and all the other content that comes out uh news interviews topic episodes uh it's pretty cool you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts we're on that platform uh, YouTube too. Um, and then you can also find me at com. I write articles. I have a bunch. They just need to be edited. And I just have to remember to talk to people who are good editors to look at them. And I also write stories. I have a few in development for to uh, to say, well, there's more, but like, you know, yeah, that's for another time. Um, yeah, I have a story coming out in September about Nah, I won't reveal it. Someone. I have a story story
1: coming out out about someone. Yeah. uh, Jake?
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, um, Jedi Jake double underscore on Twitter. I know last episode I completely forgot to shout out the SWE uh, stuff, even though my two friends Don and Connor also shouted it out. Um, But yes, I am there as well. I do art, as Don mentioned. I did the cover for Scars of War, which was a blast uh to do that it looks so Um, good thank you um yeah that that was fun um but i also i would say i write articles but i haven't written one in three years so that would be a lie i write stories um which i have a couple coming out before the end of the year um a lot of pain um some kylo ren um and um some cool other new people that i hope a lot of people like um But yeah, that is all in the Star Wars editor fiction stuff. Uh, Check it out in Star Wars editor Discord. Um, That's like the easiest way to find all the information on all of that stuff, whether it's the website or the stories or anything. Um, All four of us are in that Discord, and it's like the best. We're like a whole big family um, there. Everyone's super great. So yes, go to the Discord.
1: Alright, and you can follow me on Twitter at Starlight Andrew. Uh, you can follow the podcast at for the Republic Pod on Twitter and at for the Republic Pod on Instagram. Uh, just a reminder that for the month of June for Pride Month, we're going to be supporting the Amadala initiative. You can follow them at Amadala Helps on Twitter. There's a link to the GoFundMe there. Uh, It's a great cause, supports trans youth in Texas where where all these horrible bills are trying to restrict their rights and uh, it's made and supported by a bunch of LGBTQ members of the Star Wars uh, community. So that's what we're going to be supporting all June. Uh, Catch us back here next week for another edition of our Obi-Wan Kenobi recaps. It's been fun. And as always, may the Force be with you. Always.